Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit livexlive.com or search livexlive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated, because we've got Steve Fezzik, who you can hit up on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, and only at Fezzik Sports, and only the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino that I know a lot of you are familiar with. You guys know betonline.ag is where we recommend you place your bets using the promo code PODCAST1, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And a friendly reminder... You can ask Steve any question you ever, ever have, and we'll actually get to a question or two today. I'm very much looking forward to it. Take By taking advantage of any of our sponsors or that are over at RossTucker.com on the Sponsor tab, there's a lot of good ones. Or, of course, you can also just rate and review the show. Apple Podcasts right there on your phone. Boom, screenshot, attach, Ross at RossTucker.com. Here's my question for Steve. Boom. Speaking of boom, Steve, and I should tell you guys, if you're new, I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, seven years, and my Twitter handle, at Ross Tucker NFL, and for all of the great shows we have for you over at RossTucker.com, at RTF Podcast, fastest way for you to know what the heck is going on with all of our shows and when they have been posted, as well as what our grades are. For this week, thanks to the Birdman, Todd Bergman, at L Birdman on Twitter. Let's do it. Steve, it was a good week, my friend, and maybe we just needed to get to the postseason where that must be my time to shine, evidently. We'll start with the Colts and the Texans. The Texans were laying a point and a half. You leaned Indianapolis I took the Colts with uh, two units 
and they ended up winning the game 21-7. to So started off nicely there with two units. And that game, Steve, really wasn't even that close. Not at all. 21 nothing. The Colts jump out in the first half. Complete domination. You can make the case that the Colts, since week seven in the NFL, have been the best team in the league. Then you've got Seattle and Dallas. This was an interesting one, Steve, because I had Seattle getting two points. And remember, we always grade it based on you know what the line is when you and I are doing this on Wednesday, typically around 11.20 a.m. Eastern, 8.20 a.m. Pacific. So we had the line at the Cowboys laying two. That's what we did. I put one unit on the under 43 and two units on the Seahawks. And, Steve, for most of this game, both those bets were looking excellent. I mean, these teams couldn't score. It was a field goal fest at times. And the Seahawks were up 14-10 in the second half. And I thought I was golden. And all of a sudden, there was a scoring barrage in the fourth quarter, so I lost on the team total, on the total, as the final score was 24-22 Dallas, so it was the over that hit, and I pushed with that two-point conversion by the Seahawks because Janikowski was hurt, which was crazy. Yes, and normally if you had bet on Dallas, you'd be thrilled when your opponent loses their kicker. And as it turns out, against the closing number, the reason Seattle covered is because Seabass was unavailable and they had to go for two. Now, some people got Dallas or Seattle either way at a point and a half and some two and a half, right? I mean, there was the fluctuation was right around there. Yes, and I actually saw... One and a halves and certainly two and a halves at post on that game. And it goes back to what we preached year after year that if you're going to try to make money betting on sports, the number one easy way to improve your performance is to get enough outs, get three or four outs at a minimum, such that when a game lands on the number or within a half point of the number, oftentimes that makes the difference just shopping for the best number between winning and, and pushing and losing. It's really pretty incredible. So I lost a unit there, unfortunately, Steve, when it was looking like I I was pretty confident I was going to get three units there. It looked like Seattle was going to win the game for a while. Definitely looked like the under was going to hit. They were not scoring. Uh, Let's get to Sunday. This was your only bet of the week. Uh, You had leaned Dallas, by the way, in that game. This was your only bet of the week, and this was our only best bet We both had the Chargers getting two and a half points from the Ravens. We both put two units on it, and Steve, they dominated the game. Now, Lamar Jackson kind of got the Ravens back in it at the end, had a couple touchdown drives. Credit to him for doing that. But the Chargers dominated this game. It was clearly the right side to be on. Final score was 23-17. We both won two units, and we had a best bet that cashed in for us. That was It's always nice when you're clearly on the right side of one. Yeah, and the money actually had come on the Ravens up from two and a half to three. And frankly, this happens every now and then is the marketplace you see a lot of money being bet on a team and 
as we disclosed, I just could not understand it at all. I thought the Chargers were in a fantastic spot to get revenge. The better team against a quirky offense that they had just seen two weeks ago, and our handicap played out perfectly. Yep, it was awesome. Then you get to Philadelphia and Chicago. Uh, another one. I put I put two units on every underdog last week. And the Eagles were getting six points. I think maybe at post it was six and a half some places. Uh, I, I never understood that line at all. I thought that was a bad line. You lean Chicago, Steve. You'll need to explain that one to me again. I had two units on the Eagles. They won the game outright, 16-15. Obviously, the double doink kick. The Bears probably should have won the game. But at any rate, the Eagles and getting six points was definitely the right side to be on. So for the week, I was up five units, which I absolutely needed. You were up two units, Steve. Refresh my memory as to why you leaned to the Bears. Well, the Bears had been on a 9-1 and one straight up and against the spread run. And when Trubisky was quarterbacking, remember Chase Daniels uh, had two games in that streak. They had been absolutely awesome, um, including a win against the Rams. And I think bottom line, lesson learned, if you're going to back a quarterback in the playoffs with no playoff experience, well, last week, three quarterbacks qualified. They were all favored, and they all lost outright. Probably not a good idea to go into that subset. Yeah, really. So for the year to date, I needed those five units. I'm now down three units. So got a chance to be in the black by the end of the season. Steve, you are up 11 units now. So you're into the double digits for the season. And our best bets are now 21 for 44. Uh, let's see if we can keep the, uh, the playoff momentum going. I would think, Steve, that playoff lines would theoretically over time be sharper than regular season lines, or is that not the case? That is the case. There's fewer games, so the marketplace tends to deal sharper lines. However, you do get a public bias on some games where the public bets so much money that it dwarfs everything else. Oh, probably the poster child of this was the Tampa Bay uh, Oakland Super Bowl, where Oakland wound up favored by four um, the day before the game, and Tampa Bay was arguably the clearly better team. Got it. That makes sense. All right, Brian, let's get into this week. All right, we'll start off with the first game, which is 435 Eastern on Saturday. It's in Kansas City. Chiefs laying five and a half points to the Colts with a total of 57, Ross. If you liked my theme last week, you're going to like my theme this week, which is to say I really think that all of these underdogs, all of these road teams, have a pretty decent chance to win these games. I, I don't look at the Chiefs as being that much better than the Colts at all right now. I think the Colts are rolling. I think this ends up being a field goal game one way or the other. So I will gladly take those five and a half points, and I will gladly put two more units on my Indianapolis Colts. And I agree. The Colts, number one in the NFL since week seven in point differential in the NFL. No one is playing better than them. Kansas City is scuffling to the finish line on a 3-3 three and three straight-up run, obviously um, losing their running back and having their backup running back banged up didn't help. Uh, not helping that Tyreek Hill 
has been playing eh, maybe at 85 to 90 percent instead of 100 percent. They can't stop the run um, of two teams going in opposite directions. I will take the Colts for two units. Best bet. The best bet. All right, Steve, the other game on Saturday, 8-15 Eastern. It's the Rams hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Rams laying seven, and the total, 49.5. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm leaning Dallas. I can't quite do it. There's a lot to like about Dallas here. The Rams certainly have not been playing nearly as well. Todd Gurley is not close to 100%. Um, Goff has not been as good since he lost Cooper Cup. And Dallas has really improved with Cooper um, opening up the passing lanes for them. I think half of the crowd is going to be Dallas fans in L.A. Uh, I am almost at the point where I can fire on Dallas, but not quite. Just a strong lean Cowboys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it uh, without question. I am doing it because I think the Cowboys might win the game. I mean, in fact, if I had to take one underdog this week, it, it probably would be the Cowboys. I'm not sold on the Rams. I don't think they've been playing great lately. I love what I'm seeing from the Cowboys. I'm putting two more units on the Cowboys. Love the seven points. Absolutely. Even if the Rams win, I don't think it's by more than that. I think I push probably at worst. So I I like the Cowboys. I think they match up very, very well with the Rams pretty much across the board. Ross, Sunday, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. The L.A. Chargers at Foxborough. Patriots laying four. And the total is 46 and a half. Reminds me, Steve, before I forget, have there been uh, any major line moves so far? You know, these lines come out Sunday night. They're not finalized till the next weekend. We hit them right in the middle. Have there been any moves yet uh, or major moves on any of these games? Yes, the Patriots opened up five and a half to six. All the money has been on the Chargers in this game. Got it. Uh, and what about, do you have, I mean for any of these games, is that the only game where there's been a lot of movement, uh, Patriots down to the Chargers? Yes, all the others have been pretty much stagnant since the opener. What about, what games do you anticipate changing by the time Sunday comes around? I think there'll be a tsunami of money on the Colts. I can't understand how anyone that's going to do their work and their handicapping is going to land on the Kansas City side in that game. Interesting. All right. So for this game, I mean, I got to think, I know three points is the normal home field advantage, Steve. I got to think, given their track record and given January in Foxborough, do you think Vegas thinks that this is a four-point home edge for the Patriots and is basically saying that these teams are even? Well, Vegas thought that New England should be laying five and a half to six. So Vegas thinks that New England has, has a, like you said, a magnified home field advantage and that New England is also the better team. The betters are disagreeing with the odds makers here because the betters have bet the Chargers down from that five and a half spread down to four. Got it. I'm going with the Chargers. Wouldn't be surprised if they win the game. I think it's a field goal game. I like the, the two points. I mean, I like the four, the four points. I like the, the, what the Chargers are doing. I'm putting two more units on the underdog yet again. Chargers, two units, getting the four points. I'm going to do a strong lean to New England. 
Ross, I have seen this movie before. Of course the Chargers are as good as New England. Their roster is better than New England. And the Chargers are playing as good, if not better, than New England. It does not matter because I have a coaching mismatch that is epic. I've got the genius Belichick, and I've got Anthony Lynn, who still tries things like 53-yard field goals into the wind. Hey, he made it against Baltimore. That's great. It's still horrific coaching, and those coaching mistakes will cost the Chargers the game, and I believe the cover and the situational spot is off the charts good for New England. Week 16 and 17, bye weeks, essentially. Home games against, um, I believe it was Buffalo and Miami. Um, so they just coasted and ran the ball with Sony Michelle. Then they get a, a true bye week. So they've basically been home for a month getting ready for this game. The Chargers had to go to Denver. And the Chargers had to go to Baltimore in a dream good matchup, I would argue, um, schematic advantage for the Chargers because they'd seen that Baltimore offense week 16. So the Chargers go from arguably one of the better spots of the year to a horrific spot. I got a beach team that's going to 28 degrees and it might snow. Patriots, you know what? One unit on the Patriots, we're going head-to-head. All right, Steve, the final game, it's New Orleans. They are laying eight points against the Philadelphia Eagles, total 51. Tough game. I will lean to the underdog. The fact that the Eagles got blasted so bad, New Orleans ran up the score when these teams played earlier this year, and I really like what Foles is doing. It's possible that New Orleans exploits that Philly secondary again, and this gets out of hand, but I think what's more likely is that Philadelphia, with all the motivation of having been blown out and knowing the playoff run they made last year, Albert, at home and not on the road, I could see Philly squeaking in with the number. I'll lean to the Eagles. Yep. Well, stop me if you've heard this before. I'm putting two units on the Eagles. I think they've got a chance to win the game. I don't think they lose by more than a touchdown. I think they're too good. I think they're playing too well. I didn't think the Saints were playing their best ball at the end of the year. So uh, a second week in a row where the Eagles are the biggest underdogs coming into the game, the They've they've now beaten the spread. They've now won as an underdog, Steve, four times in a row. At what point do you start to say, uh, okay, maybe 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 they're they're missing something here? Well, I think what we all missed was that we thought Wentz was better than Foles, and now it's clear if you just look at the pure numbers and the ratings that Wentz was banged up for most of the year, and that's a healthy Foles, and you could argue he's not completely healthy with the ribs going on, but his performance has been better than a banged-up Wentz, and if that's the case, then the Eagles are a very dangerous team. I'm with you. I'm going Eagles. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game. I don't think they're going to. I think they'll lose by a field goal, maybe even a touchdown, but I'll take those eight points, and I will eat them up. Two units, Eagles for me. Let's get to an email, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to Ask Ross. And really, it's ever wanted to ask the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling a question. It's time to Ask Ross. If you guys take advantage of any of the sponsors over at RossTucker.com or even just buy something on Amazon clicking through the banner ads on the homepage over at RossTucker.com, You can ask Steve any question you want. Uh, Here we go, Steve. 
Hey, Ross, I appreciate the shows each week. I took advantage of the betonline.ag promo code podcast one and had a question for Fezzik. I have access to a bookie with minus 110 six-point teases and minus 120 seven-pointers. Would you be playing almost every option through three and seven? And that's from Mike. Fantastic. Let me give a little history on teasers. The answer is yes, I would. So about 10, 15, 20 years ago, the odds on teasers on a seven-point teaser used to be that if you would play that, you would um, have to lay minus 120. And as it turns out, books started to query their results the last five years, and they realized they were getting smoked, smashed, uh, taking these teaser bets and they've all changed their odds to minus 130, in some cases even as bad as minus 140 and minus 150, because the math is so strong. I know, Ross, I know we lost a teaser a couple weeks ago, and you're still mad at me about it. I'm sorry, but <laughs> if you can tease a team like New Orleans from minus 8 down through the 7, through the 3, and a 6-point teaser down to minus 2, or in a 7-point teaser down to minus 1, that is just an outstanding investment opportunity. And why is it so good? So if you're playing a seven-point teaser at minus 120, that you've got to win both legs in order to win. I'm sorry, this is a lengthy math geek um, dissertation, if you will. But that's like laying on your first leg of your bet, betting New Orleans minus one, um, minus 280. I'll spare you all the math details on why that's the case. If you look at the money line, on New Orleans. So if you're going to bet them just to win, you would have to bet minus 380 on New Orleans. So would you rather bet minus 380 for New Orleans to win the game or bet them in a teaser minus 1, minus 280? The minus 1, minus 280 is clearly so much better. And so you actually have the mathematical edge when you can just go ahead and tease these favorites from 7 and 8 down to um, a lesser number, and what qualifies this week as a basic strategy teaser is to tease the Rams with New Orleans, and especially if you've got a book that has six-point teasers at minus 110 and seven-point teasers at minus 120, that is a very strong investment opportunity. Steve, that was terrific as always. Please keep those email questions coming. We love them. We love interacting with you guys. That's what this thing is all about. So much fun. That'll do it, by the way, for the Even Money Podcast. Remember, not only send in the emails, but go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1. Get the 50% welcome bonus if you haven't already. Why not? It's free money that they're handing out. Free money, betonline.ag. Had a great weekend last week. I'm telling you, the playoffs are my thing, dudes. Take my playoff picks. I love the underdogs. I love the points. Betonline.ag, promo code PODCAST1. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. 
Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM.